You're listening to Grindhouse Courthouse, the show where we put movies on trial to determine whether or not it has committed too many movie misdemeanors to be considered viewable. Please rise for nobody, because this is a deposition episode. Enjoy! Should old shit movies be forgot and never brought to mind? Yeah, maybe fuck that awful shit and days of old leg sign. Anyways, the worst movie was Van Helsing and the best movie was Kate and Leopold. So. Disagree. Oh my god. Oh my god. Welcome to the end of season two. You did it. We did it. We all did it. You listened. We talked. Congratulations to all of us. Now, we figured it would be fun to go back and say what the worst and the best movies that we encountered in season two were. And I know that you, the listener, have a lot of opinions, but those don't matter. Only our opinions matter. (laughs) That's right. Here on Grindhouse Courthouse, only our opinions matter. And we want the listener to know that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, let's start off with, uh, I think, what is probably going to be the easiest thing to talk about. Uh, let's do some worst movies. Um, starting from the top <laughs> whoa, 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 left. Whoa. We are whoa. getting way too ahead of ourselves. There's a lot more to this episode than the best and the worst movie. We got, we're going to talk about the greatest scenes in these movies that we saw. We're going to talk about the stupidest plots. We're going to talk about so many other factors but we are also going to decide which was the best and the worst movie, and we're going to start with that. Okay. Are we going to be able to like actually settle on a best? Because I feel that we're no just discussion, going to argue for four. No minutes. justification. <laughs> you just say the movie, and this this podcast will be 12 minutes. It's <laughs> the most efficient episode we've got yet. So, yeah. Adam, yeah, start us off here. Okay. No, wait. I My- think we should do the best first and the worst last. Oh, and the worst last? Oh, okay. yes. no. Save yeah, the yeah, best yeah. for last, though. I just girls. Okay. Oh, Save yeah. the best for last. That's a, that's an expression. The worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay, hold on. <laughs> what do you want <laughs> from me right now? I the want best. you to start, Adam. <laughs> start what, though? We're getting mixed messages. This is why. What's the important. best? What's the best start, one? Start with the best. Best. What was Adam, your favorite? Your incompetence <laughs> is driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> As the audience can tell, we do not rehearse anything. We just dive into recording. Okay. Yeah. My favorite and best movie for season two was Bahu Bali 2. Yeah! Whoa, wow. Yes! <laughs> yes! Bahu Steve and I are... Bali. Bahu oh, Bali. oh, is Matt Bahu. on the same page too? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, oh, I just okay. wanted to okay, say that. Okay, so it's just Dave fun. and myself. Okay, that's fantastic. I just wanted to say that because it's fun. Um... Do you want me to go through the reasons of why I think this was probably the best movie that we watched this season? Or are we going to go around first? Uh, uh, well, we know that like two of you are wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right. Dylan, uh, what was your best movie? Okay, we'll, we'll just go around and then we'll circle back and then we'll give justification. So okay. my, this was yeah. a long, hard one. So I think, I think I'm still on the fence, but ultimately I'm going to go with Prince of Darkness. What? Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I actually thought you were gonna pick triangle. I don't know why. I really thought no. you were gonna be a triangle guy. I thought you were gonna <laughs> I thought you were gonna pick Congo. <laughs> I thought Congo was gonna be your favorite. No, Congo but. has my favorite scene, but Congo is not my favorite movie. I I genuinely enjoyed so the prop so here's the problem. 
I think Triangle is probably the best movie, but I'd seen it before, so I'd ruined it all for myself. Whereas mm. a second viewing of Prince of Darkness was the most enjoyable movie experience. So I don't know what mm. if that where that yeah. fits, but anyway, that's my yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll keep it going, Dave. Yeah. What was uh, well, we we know yours, but do you at least want to say it? Bollywood movies are the greatest thing to come out of this the movie world in the last like ten years. I feel like so. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, that's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matthew. I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the fence like Dylan. I actually am going to say Triangle was my favorite movie. I'm going Ooh. all the way then Triangle. All oh the way. Goodness. Just oh like goodness. Ben Affleck, into the Triangle. <laughs> in- no, actually, Prince of Darkness was pretty close for me, but that's a movie that only it was not... I didn't think it was that great at the time, and then I've just thought about it more, and it's gotten better as I've Well, you had time to crunch it. the numbers, mm. and you realized all the <laughs> physics works out. <laughs> the day, I actually yeah. took, I took all <laughs> those screenshots. Out. Here's the thing. They had all of those partial differential <laughs> my equations. My God, the devil did invent these things. <laughs> did oh did you pause the screen every time you could and wrote them down and solve them yourself? Thank goodness we had one fewer variable than the number of PDEs than we needed so we can solve it. That's the universe right there. <laughs> Matt's been staying up all night. He's been crunching the numbers and then his wife walks in. Says, Matt, what are you doing? The baby needs you. He's crying. And he goes, wife, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but look at, and she sees this, this wall of formulas and it all equals six, six, six. And she goes, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, I think it equals it. 23. Shit. Whoa. Stay tuned for next season, listeners. Shit. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a spoiler. Tom. Tom, what was your favorite movie? Uh, and, like, I'm not happy about it, but after weighing out all the variables very carefully over a period of months <laughs> and not 30 seconds, it's Kate and Leopold. Piece of shit. <laughs> it was the best movie that we watched. Such a I would... I would Such love to pick Prince of Darkness. It was very close, but that movie is batshit insane. Nothing in it makes any sense. <laughs> but unlike Kate and Leopold, which is very measured, very structured. <laughs> Time travels by jumping off a bridge. <laughs> I have learned some things about Kate Leopold since we watched it, so I'll be happy when we cycle back and talk about why Tom likes it so much. Oh, but boy, I'm very excited. Uh, well, it wins by default, but like all the other movies are dog shit because I couldn't pick Power Rangers. Like that's not going to win. <laughs> so it had to be Kate Leopold. <laughs> and Goldar will be making appearance later in this episode. So everyone calm yourselves. <laughs> everyone stay tuned. Yeah, he might get into an argument with Sean Connery, the Spanish Egyptian Highlander. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We send the Izzy's, these. We send these invites out. We don't know who's going to show up. You never know, and it's really hard since one of the <laughs> characters is in fact dead. But you, we'll see. We still try. Okay, Adam. Wh- why, Adam? Why? Yeah. Explain yourself. <laughs> why did I like Bahubali too? Okay, yes. and Dave, you can jump in. You can jump in and kind of add to what Adam's saying, since you both picked the same movie. I think the main thing that stood out for me for this movie was. The fact that it just had a lot of charm and I was trying to compare all the movies that we watched for season two. And this is probably one that I would go back and watch. But now thinking of Prince of Darkness, I would probably go back to that now. But this one had a certain sense of charm. Oh, so you just changed your answer? Okay, no, great. No, Prince of Darkness no. wins unequivocally. <laughs> this one had such a level of charm where I was smiling for the first, te- first 15 minutes. Like I was checking my notes from when we actually did the episode. 
And I just remember I was smiling for the first 15 minutes because it's just so over the top. You have this just huge action scenes that are taking place. It feels like an epic. You have these, again, over these over the top characters. Great dance numbers. Yeah, the, the singing the was costumes, great. Costumes, the costumes were amazing. The sets were amazing. Like I quickly went through on Netflix just to double check it while preparing this, and it was just like anytime you pause the shot, you're just like, this is amazing. Like a lot of money went into this production, and it shows. Uh, also, the last forty five minutes, like the idea of having Bahubali two at the three quarters or like yeah, the three quarters mark, just like killing the main character and then starting again with its son. Like so bold, so bold. Just, that last... have, is there another movie out there that does that type of cut? I, no, I can't. No, I can't no movie does that. <laughs> no other movie does that. <laughs> and that's what stands out. And that's what puts it higher on the totem pole for me. I think, I think it just has multiple levels to it. And it's, uh, it has that charm that I, I really enjoyed and it stood out for me. So that's why I'm, my reasons for picking Bahubali kind too. of psycho does it psycho psycho kind of does it like it kills who you think is the main character pretty early yeah. not to be replaced by herself in the same movie <laughs> so not exactly <laughs> but uh, I don't know yeah there's nothing quite like that oh I forgot about the characters too the characters were fantastic that uncle so evil <laughs> like yeah. in the first like five minutes of his speech he's like what if we killed the queen he's like but you can't say stuff like that. It just dives right in. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I'll stop. I'll stop. Dylan. Yeah, for me, the movie was just fun. I was having fun the whole time we were watching it. And that was enjoyable. Because like other movies we watched, I wasn't having that. I don't have fun. <laughs> you don't like movies that pound your dick into the dirt and you're just struggling to get through it? That's so strange. Like Kane and Leopold? Yeah, I was struggling with that one. I will uh, get to Kate Leopold. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that Kate Don't, Leopold is Tom, the best movie. If you can explain to me about the whole elevator shenanigans. Oh, we'll get properly, to elevator shenanigans. I will, I will jump on that movie and be on your side. I'm definitely not about to redirect the conversation away from the elevator and back to Bahubali <laughs> so that we never have to cover it. But, okay, so have you still, have you seen Bahubali 1? Yeah. You did watch it. You watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up watching it just because... So I think I watched it right after we did Bahubali 2 just to understand what was going on, the son's story. And again, if if someone was to do a cut of both those movies together and maybe edit it a bit so it is only just three hours, both movies, uh, that'd be fantastic. Can you maybe, Phil, there might be some viewers who didn't watch the or listen to the episode of Bahubali. Like, this, the craziness that is that plot line between one and two how the stories fit together because it's not it's not linear <laughs> yeah. in any way shape so, or form yeah baha bali two follows maybe start with one just and you can't maybe start with one but that i can't i can't because that's his son <laughs> but it helps clarify it helps clarify how the director has structured the chronology i, I know i know chronologically it's two but you have to start yeah. with the first movie. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're making this challenging today. So I'm the first so one's tired. about the son finding out he is yes. his birthright, basically, and going out to avenge his parents. Yeah. It's his right. journey, him yeah. coming to his title, realizing his And surely like, they put the ending of that movie within that film, right? <laughs> yeah, the ending of them getting to the main battle and then cutting it. <laughs> and cutting it so Bahubali 2 can start with the father's story. So you get that interesting tale, how the son is born, how the father falls. 
hard cut into Bali Bali one. Yeah. So it, it, when you're watching a movie, don't don't you want that backstory of why they're so mad and why it's leading to this? I personally loved watching Star Wars when you see that lead up to Luke flying to the Death Star, and then you have to watch nine <laughs> other movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Death Star God, explodes. I have to watch Phantom Menace right now. <laughs> that's pretty. That's a good way of summing it up. But I think like I wasn't expecting that, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. I had no idea. Yeah. That that also was you can what was going on. You can watch two without one and be yes, totally but you fine. cannot watch one and be satisfied at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Even that is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we were satisfied with two, but it definitely threw us for a loop. We're just like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh, my God. Well, it, do- it doesn't help that the the main character dies and then his son, who is played yep. by the same actor, appears and we hadn't watched the first one. And we have like major <laughs> cultural barriers. So we're like, what the fuck? It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and just because it did that, like it went out into left field for me, I'm just happy. It, it broke the typical structure of movies where you're just like, okay, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. It was just something new and it was very refreshing. So again, high up on the list for me. A little yeah. too high, probably. Maybe. I mean, if we're all being honest nah, here. Yeah. It's in the right spot. King Leopold is the right <laughs> choice. But, you know, I guess we'll respect Bahubali. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dylan. Yeah, you liked a movie. I didn't like it so much, but Prince of Darkness. What what stood out? Why, why Prince of Darkness and not Kate and Leopold? Okay, I'll do that specifically because <laughs> Kate and Leopold cut out the essential information for why the fuck Liv Shriver was going back in time and following this guy around because some studio exec said, you know, he's committing incest, right? And then they had to cut all the explanation of why Liv Schreiber is following around this fucking guy. And they caught it at the last second. So that's why I didn't like Caitlin Pold. But why I did like The Prince of Darkness was with the second viewing, when I, when I knew what was going on, I was just trying to pay attention to the crazy ideas that Carpenter had just strung together, which, I mean... It's just endless sources of entertainment trying to figure out John Carpenter's yeah. psyche, <laughs> writing, directing, <laughs> composing the music for every movie he's ever <laughs> directed. And I really get to a level of like psychoanalysis with him that I can't possibly get with any other actor or director, producer, whatever, because yeah, musicians in control Musician. of everything and everything is him and this one was yeah it was just the prime example of everything carpentarian and for some reason i could watch it a second time and got so much new experience out of it so i think that was the key is a lot of these movies i've seen once before the ones I haven't were just, I didn't enjoy them. But this one, it hit a few notes for me. I love this kind of like cosmic horror stuff, even when it's done poorly, which he did very poorly. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He did it very poorly. <laughs> we, yeah, we all agree on that one. But, was, was there any scene that stood out the second time viewing it? Or? Uh, I was just laughing my ass off with the shitty acting. Like the acting was so unbelievably bad watching the second time around. Because the first time around, I was trying to keep track of the plot. Now that I know the plot, basically, I was just watching like how the actors interacted. And I'm like, I just got so, so entertained by their weird choices. And but Mm -hmm. probably the best scene was 
Victor Wong rambling in the beginning with like unconnected, <laughs> like pseudo philosophic <laughs> ideas that clearly John Carpenter was like drunk or on cocaine one night and was just like scribbling things down. And it sounds smart. This is it. But the more you think about it, it makes no sense. <laughs> but the way that Victor Wong delivers it is so great, which is, you know, a shame that it's still only his mm-hmm. second best performance from movies we watched this uh, season. But yeah. you can't compete with the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. The thing is, I thought they were really like basic yeah. statements, though. And he was trying to make them very profound. Like, didn't he just like straight up say time was linear at one oh, point? Oh, he said a lot of like, things. Just very. Well, simple. he's saying it to. Up like a bunch of grad students, ostensibly, right? Mm-hmm. Like people who are very close to being at yeah. his level yeah. of expertise. And he's just like, oh, you know, all humans experience time as a flat triangle. And you're going, whoa, <laughs> this is building to anything? And then the movie ends. But the thing but, is, uh, the, the one thing I do respect about it is that movie was set in a period where we didn't have computers to do research. John Carpenter couldn't Google quantum physics. He couldn't he Google. He can call the university and talk he to a professor. Could, but like that right there, that's a yeah, lot of could, work. He could, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. That's why we respect him. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm imagining John Carpenter on his weekend going, I've got this idea. And he goes to his public library and there's a homeless guy in the corner. It smells like piss and he's grabbing all these physics books and he's sitting down for a good 30 that minutes man? reading. That homeless man? Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be in my movie? And he's just Sure. Yeah. Can I bring my half right. bicycle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. As long as you impale somebody. <laughs> but like he 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 had to do some type of homework. Like there was enough of an interest that it drove him to make this movie. And I think I respect that because during that time, you couldn't just quickly Google search something and be like, that's my answer, and then throw it into a movie. He actually had to put in the work. Yeah. What were the books that like you would always get when you're uh for the toilet the bathroom? Like there's like that specific toilet chicken what? chicken <laughs> soup for the soul. There we go. Those books. Yeah, no, that's a John Carpenter had. <laughs> I, I, I fully believe that he had a magazine where someone like quickly summed up all these ideas, and he's like, "I'll do some more research." And he like found one physics textbook and was like, "I'm not reading all this shit. I got a movie to make." Okay, you stand <laughs> over there and make mouth trumpet noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly remember that one story from Chicken Soup for the Soul where my sixth grade teacher would just read about how the super devil encapsulated his son and Jesus was a humanoid <laughs> alien. I clearly remember when Mrs. Wong read that to us. <laughs> Cristo Domino. That's, uh, that's, a, that's all I got to say about that movie. I, it's, it's amazing. Just like, he was amazing he wasn't able to, he didn't even have access to the Deepak Chopra automatic quote generator to write all of the text for this movie. That would have saved him. Oh, so let's see what it has to say. Yes, with some wisdom. Yeah. Let's see. There's some deep lore is he actually made that. Oh my <laughs> God. Well, you know, Dave, the Higgs boson gives rise to a symphony of opportunities. <laughs> Whoa. That Whoa. could have been yeah. in the movie. That could have easily been a line from Victor Wong. Makes, makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. You don't even have to think oh, about yeah. it. Our consciousness transcends unique external reality. That was actually in okay, the movie. Anyway. Well, yeah, obviously. Our logic common sense <laughs> breaks down at the subatomic level, <sighs> which is emphasized routinely in this movie and then has no bearing on the plot. Do you want to? <laughs> I got a news article the other day about John Carpenter, and apparently he is still considering making a third Escape from, Escape from he should. movie. Uh, he wants to do. Yeah. He wants to do Escape from Earth. With, uh, oh, uh, that's so, called Ghosts of Mars, and he had his shot. 
and he fucking yeah. blew it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah blew it was it. a bit on the nose uh, with it, but I hope he's just like, yeah, let's just do this. Let's get back in the studio. <laughs> John, John, what's your idea? All right, get this. The world is ruled by a matriarchy. Oh, really? Is this going to have a major impact on the plot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just wait. Okay. So they sail in on a hot air balloon, and then another guy's in a hang glider, and then there's this other group of guys, and they got 24 hours because they've been poisoned, and the president's on Mars. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. <laughs> Here's $40 million. Please cast and Kurt Russell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine the... Desolation Williams and Snake Plissken <laughs> dynamic duo together. Two of the same characters doing the same things. Oh. Great. All right, but enough about me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew. Triangle. Triangle was my favorite movie. And here's why. I often imagine what it would be like if I encountered a future version of myself that told me I had to kill the four of you if I ever wanted to see my son again. <laughs> and then that's what I saw in this movie in Triangle. And it just hit, really struck a chord with me. Well, you're saying you'd boomerang a shotgun at yourself? I don't know. <laughs> it would work. Matt, you're supposed to kill the other four and all you've been doing is making out with your body double this whole time. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's so beautiful. I need to explore this. <laughs> when am I going to get this chance again? Okay. Yeah, you need to return to your son. He'll we, be trapped on this boat forever. You guys just don't get me. I think we had a conversation like offline about this where if any of us ever gets stuck into a time loop or some type of like time paradox, you immediately blurt it out. Where it's just like, Dylan. Time paradox, kill me. And then you can run away and it just makes sense. There's no questioning it. You have all the information up front. I love my I love my response to Dylan time paradox. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm just gonna run out of here. Run out of this time paradox. <laughs> <laughs> then whoever whoever's orchestrating this time paradox. Well, we didn't think he'd run. We didn't plan for that. <laughs> think he'd just leave. You think he'd just leave. Look, he's Swimming off the boat. Someone's... St oh, fuck. He made it. He made He's it. He's out. He's in the Florida Keys now. Shit. <laughs> uh, but I noticed you picked Triangle over Ghost Ship, and that's... Yeah. Weird. That's confusing to me. <laughs> I don't remember. What did I argue for? I don't even remember. Nobody can check the tape. It's lost to time. It's gone forever. Yeah. yeah it's gone forever. Yeah. yeah. It's stuck at a time loop. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, but we, we... Look, it's Groundhog Day on a boat. We had... we Me and Matt had a perfect argument for why Triangle was the one of the better time travel movies because of the the playing with like post-traumatic stress and kind of how even from the beginning it all works yeah where where yeah it even like if you watch it again i watched it again and it like it was a different experience knowing that she knows that she's in a groundhog day and she's still going through with it anyway yeah. it was fun yeah but but there was like no like, there should have been like a hundred broken cars on that road. There yeah. should have been a million dead birds. There, Why did the birds stay, but the cars didn't? Organic holes. Organic yeah. material. <laughs> there's also, yeah. perhaps, but you don't know what you don't know when the time loop resets. So there could be enough time in the time loop for them to clear the road, get rid of all this stuff, and then the time loop happens, which they're not doing for the birds on the side of the road. I just solved it. Who gives a shit about some motherfucking birds? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, we that's it. here on Grindhouse Courthouse, we do not support that kind of hatred of our feathered friends. 
Except for ducks. <laughs> All animals were either dummies, CGI, or something. No harm came to any animals. Or pigeons. Yeah. Duck lives matter. That's all we got to say about that. Ducks unlimited. All right. Next. Can we all agree that Triangle was better than yeah. Ghost Ship right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we all did. I mean, now that I, I don't have to talk about Carl Urban <laughs> shoveling beans into his mouth. Yeah, I think Triangle is a little bit better. At least it had more thought put into it than like, what if a ship had ghosts? I don't even remember the instigating oh. curse of the boat. Like, what the fuck was the boat? Why did everyone become ghosts again? There's oh, the uh, because there was some gold yeah. that may or may not have been tied to Satan, question yes. mark. Uh, and then the guy was the like bringing, yeah, he, he gets the gold and then the people want the gold and then he kills the people to get the souls okay. back to hell. Yeah. Back he's to hell. Just, he's a soul collector. Pretty much. Just one of and them then, old soul yeah, collectors. He's, <laughs> he's, he's looking for the dark soul. <laughs> but he's just, uh, he's just, he's soul magic. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a lot of soul magic. I, I believe that ghost ship ended with uh, soul NATO, but that's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is how great Kate and Leopold was. Go for it. Tom. Just by the rules of exclusion. It was the <laughs> most competent movie Outside of the incest and elevator shit. If you take those two things out of the equation, you just remove them. That is the most competent movie that we watched. Hugh Jackman was fine. But the elevator thing was so connected to that movie. It bugged me. It wasn't really. It wasn't really. Hugh Jackman. Like, I mean, you could have stripped the elevator shit out and just had like a lighthearted adventure of okay. a guy trying but to. Tom. If the elevator was not like a uh, missing, what's his name? Would never have fallen down the elevator shaft. And he would have been in, like the main driver. He would have been in the movie. <laughs> and he would have been. It's, that's okay. That's there would have been no love story, probably. And that's all that movie's that's, about. That's okay. I mean, like, I don't think the love story was particularly well written because they knew each other for a week and it was like, I'll fuck up my life to be with you. But that's what this movie was all about, though. That's the problem, right? Like, it was this romance built off of nothing. Also, the fact that, like, none of the characters were very likable. Hugh Jackman was the only character that you liked throughout this movie, everyone well, else was awful. <laughs> so how how does this work for you? Why did why did you really enjoy this movie? I told you it's it's by process of exclusion. It's everything else more. Right? I mean, like I can't vote for Bahu Bali. Anything else more? Bahu Bali can't win because you have to watch two movies and then rearrange them in your brain okay. and then filter out like four hours worth of content to get to something good. Fair Prince of Darkness can't win because it's John Carpenter and it's batshit. Like I love it, but come on, you can't be doing that. And Triangle can't win because the birds. Because I just don't. Because, because the birds. I mean, if we're being honest, my entire reason for not liking Triangle was the birds. Like some of the time travel rules don't make perfect sense. Unlike all of my favorite time travel movies, like Back to the Future One, Two, Three, Terminator One, Two, Three. Uh, you know, where all the time travel rules yeah. are just rock solid and yeah. make perfect sense. You know. Yeah. I can't believe you threw Terminator Three in there. That's the first time I've ever heard <laughs> you actually like acknowledge right. that movie. It exists. It happened. We have to acknowledge that it's real. The only reason why that movie exists is because Arnold was like, oh, there should be a real sexy lady Terminator and you get to see her naked. Look it up. That's an interview. He said it. <laughs> you can't undo it. But Kate and Leopold, like, I don't I don't love the movie. Uh, if, if you run back the tape and listen to the earlier episode, like I know all the viewers are just scrambling to hit pause right now and go back and listen to it. It's not a good movie. It's just the best of 
the worst. <laughs> you just infringed some copyright right there, and we're going to have to bleep that out. Anyway. Yeah, we have to bleep that out. Thanks, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Do you think Rich Evans is a litigious person? Fuck yeah. I don't know. Probably <laughs> lives for it. Anyway, so what are the characters in that? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. Is Liv Schreiber a piece of shit? Mostly no. But remember that one fucking line where he's like, no, you wasted your life on me or something. No, what did you say? She said, I wasted the best years of my life on you. He's like, those were your best years, which is like, ooh, that that burns. And you're kind of like, uh, so is he an asshole? Oh, well, everyone in the movie is an asshole. Okay, but, th- but then the guy who should be the asshole, the guy who um, Hugh Jackman criticizes at dinner, he's kind of not in the end, right? Because he gives her the job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because he's a high-powered executive who, like, will try and sleep with women. Uh, women, men, men, men. He'll try and sleep with women, but then he'll give them the job anyways because what he's such fuck? a nice guy. Harvey Weinstein is misunderstood, Okay. <laughs> He's not the villain, despite all those many villainous things that he did for decades and all the lives he destroyed. And then it all comes back to why didn't Leopold stay in the future? It's yes, they have. Okay, remember in the past, well, then Leopold's family is destitute and they have to marry him off to um, what's her name? The hilarious uh, actress, uh, Kristen Shaw. Yeah, Kristen Shaw. They have to marry him off to Kristen Shaw because she comes from a wealthy family. They're broke. And Kate can't work because she's a woman in 1860-whatever. They're screwed. Whereas in the future, (laughs) they were set. Kate just got this amazing job, and Leopold can sell fucking margarine. But Dylan, if they did that... Margarine is hollow. It's empty. Yeah. He he would be without honor. But also, you're missing the big thing. If they did that, there would be no elevators. Yeah, (laughs) there'd only be elevator shafts, not elevators. It all comes back to the elevators. Why are there shafts? Why would they build shafts with nothing to put them in? (laughs) Ergo. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Also... Everyone understood what elevators were still. This is bullshit. <laughs> Someone else could just have it. can't do that to time paradox, and I'm going to run away. Look, all of these things are ridiculous, but are they as ridiculous as no cars being on the road or a man pushing elephants around with his bare hands? What the fuck are you talking oh. about? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where are you going with this? And then I realized. That's the yeah. intro oh, yes. of Bahubali. Yeah. You, do, do you not remember your own movie, Adam? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a statue of an elephant. It wasn't an elephant, Tom. Also, it was a real elephant. I mean, real in car. the movie. No elephants Oh, yeah. Were and to criticize Bahubali, the, do they have superpowers film. or not? Side that. Yeah. Uh, I want to say <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think a few people have to have like superhuman abilities. Like I would say this. Yeah. Demigod. There's only one character with superhuman abilities in my movie, thus making it believable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 We can continue spinning around <laughs> trying to argue why Kane Leopold is not the best movie, but I think everybody has made valid claims for their movies. Do we want to get into yes. the worse? Yeah. And we're all going to yeah. say the same ones. I don't gonna... know why we're doing this. Tony show. Exactly. Do you think so? I really hope so. All right. We'll go. <laughs> Dylan, do you want to do it? Well, well, I'll say it okay. once because I think that's like, no. really, it's nice. All right. Three, two, one. Three, three ninjas. ninjas. Van Helsing. You fucked yeah. us, Tom, yet again. For three reasons. <laughs> Colt, Tom Tom, another fucking kid. Rocky. There we go. Somehow, Hulk Hogan and Jim Varney yeah. also sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm not going to pretend here that Three Ninjas isn't a terrible film because it is. It's real bad. But can anyone tell me anything about Van Helsing? Just real quick. Any fact. 
Anything comes to mind. Holy water can kill vampires. We're still. It's not really from Van Helsing, though. I mean, that's just sort of. Yeah, is he puts the friggin' uh, arrow launcher machine gun into, into the holy water, water yep. and he kills the vampire chick. Okay, so you remembered his machine gun. Tom, this I was think- the first attempt at the dark universe um, where they have all of the, the famous creatures slash monsters coming together. And they're trying to Okay, do- but that's about Warner Brothers and their fuck ups. That's not about Van Helsing. Yeah, that is. Well, that, it Van is Helsing, a put them all together. forgettable movie. Not like Three Ninjas Hiding at Mega Mountain, which stars some of the greatest character <laughs> actors of our time. Uh, the whole plot in general. The, okay, no, neither the plot, just the evil hench, like the evil people's plot to make money bugs it me. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. When I was when I was trying to put up my notes for this, the things that stood out for me were kid actors. They're awful. We were all screaming while watching that movie just because of how bad Tum Tum was. The story makes no sense. The motive of the villains, it doesn't line up. Are they just in it for money? Yes. There's like a hundred different ways that they could have gotten money. And they didn't even get a lot of money. They only got like one bag of that cash when like 10 were dropped down. <laughs> and only the leader villain, the lady villain, Medusa, got the money and then got arrested immediately. What happened to her crew? Did they all blow up? Did they get washed away? Are they in the triangle right now? Oh. Who knows? It just <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Jim Varney should have killed Rocky. That would have really heightened the stakes of that movie. And then the other, <laughs> yeah. the other ninjas have to deal with the fallout of that experience. That's the thing. There's, there's no stakes or consequences. The kids knew they were going to win from the start. If, if they would have been put into a challenging situation where maybe Tum Tum got kidnapped and they were down in numbers and Rocky and Cole were getting beat up and then they trust some ninja skill that they're grandpa had taught them and that's where they turned it around but like there's nothing you knew they were going to win every fight so falls flat i have a question i wasn't there for this recording but i need to know if you had to fight some little punks how many could you take now by little by punks yourself? you mean children dave <laughs> at one time <laughs> yeah, little shit i could decimate dozens of children yeah are we in an amusement park? Can I use the environment to my advantage? Yeah, we, you can pick anywhere in the world. I, I would just go as long until I just collapse from exhaustion. So I don't, I don't know. It has nothing to do with the number of children, just like my own stamina. Because they're not going to do anything to me. So I can't really give you a good answer. Yeah, I think... I'll go yeah. punch a punching bag for like... Same thing for me, but I can. So, so when- 30 seconds. <laughs> 45 seconds. That's probably peak, peak <laughs> yeah. physical exertion there. Maybe a minute. Maybe I could do a minute. You could like, you could, pro- you could probably ten sp- spend 10 seconds like parrying their weak punches for a while. Kind of catch your breath and then go back at it for a little bit. So I guess like, are the kids coming at you one at a time or are they just like circling? No, they're all coming at you at the same time. I'm pretty sure you get like one slap tum tum. And then like the whole fight's pretty easy, One right? Slap him. <laughs> you know that <laughs> just spinning around slapping. Bam! And he's done. You know that scene in Terminator 2 when Arnold Schwarzenegger picks up that kid by the overalls and just like holds him there and looks at him in the face? Now imagine if he just threw him across the room. <laughs> and I could just you could just do that. You could just do that or to like three one ninjas. Solid stomp. Or kicked in the chest. The kid's just down, right? Jesus, Dave. <laughs> You're sick. It's getting a bit dark. Kid violence. Bastard. Lots. The answer is lots. We could take out lots. Yeah. More than more than those weird, like, nihilist German ninjas that were at the amusement park yeah. in this movie. I have a question just- here. I have a question for everyone. What do you guys think has the worst score on IMDb? Three ninjas or Alphette Sage Christmas? Ooh. I think it's three ninjas. 
That's if I remember correctly, Three Ninjas had like two. I'm going to say Alphad. I knew Alphad. Eases I, out. I have the numbers here. Three Ninjas is a 2.9 and Alphad is a 3.1. Whoa. Whoa. Christian Casimir. Alphet was better though. <laughs> Alphet was better than yes. Three Ninjas. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I actually yeah. had well, fun. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, we've yeah. watched it multiple times. Do you now. remember that movie, Dylan? Yeah. B for B. <laughs> Dewey? Dewey out of costume? <laughs> Sparkles catching that AK round? <laughs> oh my God. The pencil phone? The pencil phone. This technically doesn't oh. count as... That testicle torture they put Black Santa through? <laughs> Remember when they unfroze all the elves to do a musical performance <laughs> and didn't explain it? Um, I'm, I'm curious because we, we've just talked about like Three Ninjas, why, be, why it was the worst. Tom, why is Van Helsing terrible for you? Notice how no one wanted to talk about Van Helsing at all. We immediately started talking about a different movie. Yeah. It is a fucking black hole. I didn't want to start talking about Three Ninjas. You can't pin this on me. This is Van Helsing. There Let's- is nothing to say about it. It is so fucking bland and boring. Yeah, you do, you do go into like a full shutdown of your brain. I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got less out of that than like the Underworld series. And I think the Underworld series is unwatchable, which is this is trying to like emulate it, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, because like werewolves are in there for no reason. Yeah. Oh, every monster's in there for yeah. no reason. Every monster. Yeah. Except Swamp Thing. He got the shaft again. Yeah. He, he was going to be in the, the sequel that we're still waiting for. Any, any day now. Any day. Any day. Oh, man. He's done with his X Men Wolverine things because he's definitely not coming back in some sort of multiverse bullshit <laughs> so now we can get van helsing 2 finally oh my god would you guys rather watch a sequel to van helsing or another three ninjas movie <sighs> remake reboot or sequel they are rebooting i was talking to a friend about three ninjas no. they are rebooting they're rebooting it i'd rather watch van helsing thus oh no, no i'd rather I watch three ninjas <laughs> answer, answer. <laughs> this this three this three ninjas was the worst the first one was nowhere it was still stupid but it was nowhere near this bad it's tolerable if they redid van helsing with a really dark and gritty aspect like adam if they took like the batman that you watched but they made van helsing like that would you watch it no i i pitched i pitched how you could say van helsing you do a mini that's what i mean so they yeah. redid van helsing like that would that be cast Vin Diesel as Van Helsing? Call it the Last Witch Hunter, and then just release that. <laughs> that movie was great, right? Yeah, Perfect. call it Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. and then just yeah. don't actually follow the book, despite the fact that you've called it Bram Stoker's Dracula. You piece of <laughs> shit, Coppola. Why would you name your movie that and then not follow the book? My wife, she killed herself. Oh, bummer, bummer. <laughs> Such a powerful scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Stupid plot changes he made. But anyway, I digress. Again, anything anything to talk about anything other than Van Helsing, right? Thus, again, proving that Hugh Jackman is either the best of the worst or the worst of the worst. <laughs> Thank you for coming and to my And by the way, talk. Ghost Ship was not far behind uh, those two for me either. I thought Ghost Ship was yeah. the most I th- garbage shit movie. So boring. <laughs> I think. Oh my God. Yeah. But Dylan, it opens you with could- Mudvayne and closes with Mudvayne. <laughs> I, okay. The only difference. So here, here's literally the difference, Tom, for why I went. Actually, I still think Ghost 
Ghost Ship is worse than Van Helsing for me. But the three ninjas, I was actively yelling at the TV. <laughs> I was so annoyed by everything happening. I just, I couldn't yeah. keep that inside me. Whereas with the other two, I could at least internalize sure. that rage and yeah. turn it inward, you know, like a healthy thing to do. <laughs> well, you kind of placed but it. But at least it engaged you. That's the thing. No, yeah. no, 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 no engagement. Well, it engage in rage. Engage with the rage. That's <laughs> yeah. what we, that should be the um, like tagline for this movie. Engage we'll the get, rage. We'll get that t-shirt for you. All I'm hearing from Tom <laughs> is that he likes kid actors now. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Don't you put those words on my... Oh, oh, I'm engaging with my rage. <laughs> Next season, episode one, Tom's going to watch Baby Geniuses and explain to it why it's so good. Or no, do you guys you remember... Imagine. Do you remember that weird fucking movie where it's all kids and they play like gangsters and instead of like shooting each other, they throw like cream pies at each other. And it's like this weird what? What? fucking fever dream is <laughs> this? No, movie. I don't remember this. I don't think that exists. Okay, talk way. about something else while I find this movie. <laughs> well, this was edited, so you were right there. So everything was just perfect. Yeah, right. It's called Bugsy Malone, you fuckers. <laughs> Bugsy Malone? I've yep. never heard of that before. I've, I've never seen this. I know the name. Oh my God. But it's got uh, Jodie Foster as a kid. You've never seen this movie? No. No. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like it's like a 1930s gangster film noir drama, except it's all children. And they don't shoot each other, they throw pies so at it's each like, other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like kids' bomb. Yeah, and, and it's and it's a musical too. They do they do dance and sing. What? Yeah, I don't oh, think I've seen it. Sounds so good. Oh. I know. <laughs> we should do it next season. Well, no one really disagrees, I think, with Van Helsing. They just think that Three Ninjas is yeah, worse. No, right? like Van yeah. Helsing is fucking it's, garbage. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I could turn my brain off for Van Helsing. Like it did run long, but I was able to like zone out. But like Dylan was mentioning, I could not do that with Three Ninjas because it was so frustrating. Um, a lot of these movies, you can just like check out and be fine when you come back in for like the last fifteen minutes and understand what was going on. But Three Ninjas, it just set off another. Another level of anger that Van Helsing didn't didn't match. That's why it's lower for me. But it, they're close. Three, yeah. But like Three Ninjas had like, like, like the acting was bad, the plot was bad, the setting was bad. Like like everything about the movie just like checked off bad for yeah. me. Mm -hmm. At least Van Helsing had like one or two like semi bad, not like full bad. Yeah. Name them. Movie. Name those things. The first twenty minutes, <laughs> uh, fight scene in the village. That village fight scene that was all right. I was entertained. The one where Kate Beckinsale jumps into a tree. Yeah, yeah she just whole scene. backflip from a house <laughs> into a tree upside down. That was yeah. like the only scene I enjoyed that movie, though. Okay. Oh. Okay. And Three Ninjas, I have none of those. Like, there's no scenes in Three Ninjas. I was like, oh, that was fun. You mean you didn't enjoy Grandpa's death warehouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was more mad about the reactions of the adults for what the kids were like breaking the vases and stuff. In the house, and she's like, "Oh, we won't do anything." Yeah, about that, that mom is dead inside. She's, she's yeah. dead inside. Yeah, we went over yeah. that. We were kind of like that. Yeah. Mom, she drinks. She drinks a couple <laughs> bottles of wine a day. She does not react to her kids. Like, well, think about it. These kids have been kidnapped like four times. They've been like Shanghai <laughs> over to Japan and had to like fight for their lives. So, like, she's just 
she can't she can't handle it anymore so she's just checked out of reality checked out she's got a bottle of lewds that she's been rationing out since the <laughs> 80s just like oh my god they're running out oh i'm gonna have to deal with my shitty life oh these fucking kids another broken window okay <laughs> so we've done the best we've done the worst can we start getting down to some like specific scenes and things because i want to i want to diversify this a little bit over the season I can't actually before I don't I can't believe none of us have mentioned Congo yet as either our first our, our favorite or Congo word, is like great least favorite. Don't you drag that movie down. <laughs> it's got it's got it's got mutant gorillas and people shooting them with laser beams. I I enjoyed yeah, so, I enjoyed it so passe. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of Congo that. Congo was weird though. It was like an hour and a half weird trek through the jungle. And then like a 10 minute temple 10 minute scene. thing where Laura Linney yeah. or Laura Dern or who, who, I don't know. One, one of the, the Lords. I forgot their names. Yeah. Hold on. You are forgiven for confusing that movie with Jurassic Park because they did their best <laughs> exactly, to make it look yeah. like Jurassic Park. Congo, Congo had a great idea, but was poorly executed. That's why it was not in the top. List me. all the things that were great about the idea. Was it the ape fucking that really got to you? Or? <laughs> well, Matt just mentioned. Tickle, Amy, give yeah. me vodka. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lasers. Yeah. It's it's someone destroying gorillas with lasers. That's that's amazing. It's okay, it's, but it's the beauty that is the crescendo of the movie, which is crystal laser psycho apes falling <laughs> in lava. What do you want? <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that's the pinnacle that's of it. cinema. That's there's there's nowhere else to go above that. Also, there's that asshole ape who's like knocking all of his buddies into the lava and then leaps in himself. That saves the movie. Yeah. That scene alone. Yeah, you know what? I'm changing my best movie to Congo. You convinced me. I know. I think I want to change mine back to Congo now. Too. Oh, no, guys. Oh, no. Okay, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, I'm going to throw out another movie that I think was my like close follow-up for what? first. Well, if you're going to do that, you got to speak up, son. I am. Well, I'm if you're going to do that. Am I cutting out again? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, while Adam fixes his internet, I have a game that we can play. I've just pulled up hmm. the IMDb's of a few actresses here. I'm going to look at, I'm going to say a movie, and you tell me if the actress is Laura Linney or Laura Dern in that movie. I don't know who either of those <laughs> people are. <laughs> You're going to do very yeah, well. Do really okay. Congo. Laura Linney. Linney. Correct. Yes. Big Little Lies. Dern. Correct. Wait. Yes. Okay, now I know who Laura Dern is. Okay. Yeah, okay, you're in. Okay. Truman Show. Linny? Correct. Laura Linny was in that. Yes. Yeah, she was the wife. October Sky. Dern. Dern. Linny. Nope, Dern. Ah. As good as it gets. No clue. Dern again. No, you idiots. It's Helen Hunt. (laughs) I knew it. Why did I think Helen Hunt was going to get thrown in here? Because she's just blonde and kind of looks like them? Because they're all the same. Okay, Dern is is Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, Dern is Jurassic Park. Okay. Okay. Who's the lady from Twister? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. <laughs> Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> is proving See, you should have you should have added Helen Hunt to the mix. <laughs> Laura Linney, Laura Dern, or Helen Hunt. That's the new game. Ready? As good as it gets. Who's in Jumanji? Oh, hold on. Neither. Wait. Uh, neither. Linney. Yeah. Ne- Linney. Neither. Yeah. I think it was the other Hunt. Sarah Whittle. <laughs> Who plays Sarah Whittle? Because there's Helen Hunt, but then there's also her sister. Bonnie Hunt. Uh, That's okay. the one. Oh, my God. I was not aware of the existence of Bonnie Hunt. Okay, Adam, now that your internet is fixed, what was your point? 
Oh, what was I talking about? Sorry. <laughs> I don't, that's what I'm asking you. God, God damn it, oh Adam. God. Well, no, sorry. I, I think it was because you guys were talking about potentially changing your movies. I was just going to say that I had a close follow-up for my best movie that nobody has talked about yet. And that was actually Showdown in Little Tokyo. Really? Ooh. I ranked that a lot higher because thinking about it and like going through my notes, it was such a fast movie. Like it was at one, an hour and 20 minutes. It was probably the shortest movie that we watched uh, this season. And just the pacing of it really stood out to me. The over the topness, again, I think that's what's like making it work for me. And also just how evil some of those characters were and how hilarious they were. The just, fire extinguisher scene. I can't get that out of my head every time I think of that movie. Well, just think about this. Like, Dave, you're at a party in L.A., right? And just, again, casual crystal meth <laughs> laying out on the table for you to smoke. Delicious. You go, back, you go back to the head bad guy's office, starts grinding up on you and just cuts your head off. Like, it's... You don't see that now. Imagine this. The Yakuza are about to fucking kill you and your girlfriend. <laughs> and the only hope you have for survival is your buddy there who turns to you and goes, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> and you're screwed. And you know at that moment you're going to die. <laughs> you're dead. Because that's dead. what he says to you in this moment of crisis. They and lose we that fight we, for the we, record, too. We can't. Yeah. We can't that that that. that that bit went very well in the in the episode. So if you're really interested in what the hell we're talking about, you can go back and listen to it because I'm not going to do the joke over again. But trust me, yeah. Yeah. we went Look, through if, all the greatest yeah, battle scenes in cinema history <laughs> and inserted that line in, and it worked beautifully. So go consult that. Right now, for ruin, for Rohan, you've got a big dick. But yeah, it was a, it was a fun ride. It was it was quick. It, it was just fun and entertaining. So. Showdown was actually higher on my list uh, than I would like to admit. No one said Time Cop. Fuck Time <laughs> Cop. Nobody, nobody likes Time Cop. Because it's so <laughs> vanilla. It sits right in the middle for me. Yeah. We've seen it before. We've seen Jean-Claude do those things. It's it's just a typical action movie. The funny thing is the ending where whose life did he ruin? Because that's not his son. <laughs> that's someone else's kid. That's not his timeline. And he has to live with that now. Who has the Not funnier son handoff, Jean-Claude Van Damme in Time Cop or Steven Seagal in Time sure. to Kill? When he's just like, here's your son. He hasn't seen his son in like 10 years. And he's like, well, thanks, dude. Thanks for my son. That has to be hard to kill, right? It's like, oh, you raised him? Cool. Who the fuck's this guy? He's your dad now. But he's covered in blood. Yeah. He just ripped that guy's throat out. Stay here, son. I've got to run around a mansion and write weird shit on the walls. <laughs> did you read? Yeah. Did you read my signs? Yeah, yeah, we read your signs, Stephen. Uh, it's so funny because right now Stephen Seagal's all over the internet for like supporting Putin and shit, but also for being like the worst guest in SNL history because he wouldn't do anything because he can't. He doesn't have a sense of humor. Basically, they're like, Stephen, it'd be so funny if you sang Kung Fu Fighting. Why would I do that? Because it's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but. I don't want to do that. How about I, how about I fight somebody? No, Steven, it's a comedy. Like he couldn't wrap his head around comedy <laughs> while hosting SNL. It's the funniest fucking stories ever. That's amazing. And, and yeah, I don't doubt it at all. No, of course. Right? I imagine him sitting the entire time as well. <laughs> oh yeah. No, <laughs> well, these days, yes. Oh, yeah. Back when he was uh, 35 and at the peak of his career, he would throw stuntmen to the ground. Yeah. Now they just fall down around him. Yeah. So I, I want to take I want to take this in a different direction. I want to get I want to get more into specifics, not just like best movie, worst movie. So sure. I want to get into some specifics about plot, uh, about acting, 
and about scenes. So the first thing about plot, I want to ask what movie had the best plot that just fell short because of other factors such as cinematography, acting and things like that. And what just had the worst plot that had no chance. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that Howard the duck might have had (laughs) a better plot than most of the movies, but it fell flat due to all of the insanity behind it. Um, just the bad actors, like that story could have worked where you have okay. a stranger Explain the plot in less than 30 seconds. Okay. A stranger in a strange place trying to get back home now has to face an interdimensional monster. Would you call it a duck out of water story? I'll see myself out. <laughs> that is a foul joke. I think oh. we did almost. <laughs> um, but like, no, just that, that premise alone, because you could, you could play off of it where everyone likes that concept of a stranger in a strange place. They're out of their element. They don't know what's going on. So they're trying to adapt to this new uh, scenario. But then also they're thrown into this crazy, crazy world ending event where you could go onto the scale of like a Lovecraftian monster. I think that would have played really nicely with it, but it's a duck. <laughs> so And they really lead in, leaned into the humor, like probably too much. Yeah. Oh, and the humor sucked. Much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I put Howard the Duck probably could have. Okay. Other nominations for a good plot that just got fucked other ways? Or even a good plot that just was Prince a good plot. Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Prince of Darkness. And it only failed because of John Carpenter's need for total control. Yeah. Someone should have stepped in and been like, no, John, you need to spend more than 10 minutes writing this script. And he's like, I'm busy with the lighting. I got my guitar plugged in over there. I'm going to write the script. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. I just can't. What if someone just uh, helped John Carpenter? What if he had an assistant? He needed you know, he to- needed a script doctor pretty bad. Yeah. Because I think we pointed it out in the discussion. What, what, what it started out as was not what it ended up being. What it ended up being was a pretty typical possession das monster movie Mm -hmm. in the end it had nothing to do with this whole quantum all this other stuff it started off as because i think he had less than two weeks to finish this freaking script so he just fell back on some pretty standard tropes yeah but it had potential all of his all all of this earlier stuff has potential with carpenter you never know when he's going to strike gold this just wasn't one of them until 2002, when that era mm-hmm. closed but forever. <laughs> very closely after this, I don't know exactly when, Mouth of Madness, he did it well. He did it much, much better. Yeah. So yeah. he's not he's not out yeah. of it yet. He's still he's still in the game. We're not at Escape from LA level here. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If no one has another one, I have one. Well, we're going to go around. We're going to... thought that maybe got failed on other aspects of the movie. I think in the end, after we talked about it, I think Triangle was like on the right track. That was mine too. But that's two. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah Matt around. gave a giant fist pump. Yeah, it was the best. That's why it was my favorite movie. Is that <laughs> we did it? the The difference with the difference between Triangle and all the others is someone, somebody had to write this plot like with a bigger picture in mind. Whereas I genuinely think every other plot we've read is like, they went page by page and like kind of forgot the beginnings and forgot like, like like things just get lost. This one, they were really trying to make a coherent, coherent narrative for some of us. It worked for others. It didn't just can't get over those fucking seagulls. Yeah. They had to put it. Can't do it. I thought the plot was good. They had to whiteboard it. I think they needed to flush it out just a little bit more Mm -hmm. and it would have just been, it would have been good. 
Okay. Uh, Adam, you had another one to add? Yeah. And I know everyone's going to shout at me for this, but I'm going to say the latest Power Rangers. You're a piece of shit. All right, we're going I to Tom. Tom. I never watched that one. I only had to watch the shitty 95. Talking about the 95 was good. I think if they, ex- yeah, they could have extended it out. They didn't need to cram everything in there with like Rita being the main villain, uh, Goldar. Wait, what is that? Are you saying that Goldar shouldn't have been in the movie, Adam? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Rangers! Go fuck yourself, Adam! <laughs> Goldar, please! Goldar, you're such a fucking asshole. I'm the most legitimate enemy the Power Rangers have ever fought! <laughs> but that's the thing, like, you, you need to slowly build that threat. And they didn't do it. They were just like, all right. What is what I need to Goldar? <laughs> but Goldar's like, he's up there. Rita's up there. Like, they're top tier enemies for the Power Rangers. So, dude, they're nothing compared to Ivanus. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. But I, I'm just saying the, the plot could have worked because I think they took the right approach with the teenagers becoming friends. They got to know each other. Like, they, the, there was a lot more effort there than the 95 film. Um, so if they were to just focus on that for the first movie, do a small threat, them actually learning how to use their powers, don't use the Zords or anything like that. Just it's coming to age would have worked out perfectly, but they rush, they cram way too much in because they needed to get that return so they can make nine movies. And that just, it fell flat, flat on its face. Did you just, just flopped. Did you just say that you want to watch a Power Rangers movies without the robots? Isn't that like <laughs> half the battle? Yes, this guy ain't a Power Rangers fan. <laughs> fucking get him! Fucking get this door. You have, you have to crawl before you can walk, <laughs> rather than Whoa, the other way Victor around. Walt? And <laughs> 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 let me blow your mind. But yeah, no, they just they ran into it way too quickly mm. with the Zords and stuff. I think it would have been a better buildup of them actually like getting their suits when they're battling this minor threat Mm -hmm. because they're getting the crap kicked out of them. Like you can see the consequences. You can see the stakes rather than just like, all right, we'll get into the sword and just defeat this giant monster in our town and nothing, nothing bad's happening. Let me, let me hit you with a question. What do you remember fondly from the original power Rangers? Is it the rich character (laughs) development or is it, a guy in a rubber suit yeah. fighting Tom, fucking I, I, zords but assembled together. But this is where I'm saying, like, the plot had something this go around where they could have started doing something new, started doing something fresh, and, like, flesh out those characters rather than, hey, big time action, use your guns, blah, 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 and then fight a monster. It's just, like, I understand where Power Rangers came from, but now movies can start doing their own thing. You get the right director, they can have their vision, and, and let them run. Why is it that... None of them do that ever. Because <laughs> of money, Tom. It's all about the money. Confirmed communist Adam has just revealed his <laughs> Tom, did we get your favorite plot? I can't remember because Adam had to have two, of course. Well, I'll just say, uh, I said I said Prince of Darkness, but maybe I could pull something else out of my ass. Okay. Um, Prince of Darkness, Prince of Darkness. All right. Okay. I thought you were going to say Van, Hen- Van Helsing. It's <laughs> got the best one. plot. What if, uh, what if Van Helsing was an angel, but also a werewolf, and he and Dracula were like good okay. friends? The next, the next question is not what you expect. The next question is not what had the worst plot, because a lot of movies had the worst plot. What movie had the worst plot, but got saved by the some character acting, some acting that just turned this piece of shit into something that somehow you can watch because they're all pretty bad plots with like maybe two exceptions. I'll go first. Fucking Congo. A hundred percent Congo. Yes. 
I was gonna say Cogo. <laughs> I was gonna. I was on the fence with Cogo. Hundred percent Cogo. That stupid character, the Russian guy, had no business being a good character, but Tim Curry played him, so he was a great character. Yep. <laughs> Sesame cake guy. That's Agreed. a nothing yeah, scene. I don't think oh we'll find God. a. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> yeah. Delroy Lindo. Love that yeah. guy. Hippo? Hippofax? Are you kidding me? Hip. Oh my God. Yep. It's a hit. I mean, one of the guys who just gets pointlessly killed in the beginning of the movie is freaking Ash from Evil Dead. Like, the characters saved that movie. Not <laughs> it also had the best interspecies romance of any of the movies that we saw in this uh Really? This Better? Are you sure? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doctor on Gorilla or Rockstar on Duck? What do you go? Yeah, Doctor on Gorilla. Okay. That's <laughs> Doctor on Gorilla for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They seemed like they had a much healthier relationship. <laughs> the, the gorilla he can talk, therefore it can times. give consent. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. But the duck could talk. Howard the Duck's just a, an exploiting sort of pervert type character. You know, he's, he's got very few redeeming he's qualities. A, he's, yeah. Well, let's broaden that question. What was the best like love connection? Ooh. For like the full season, for the full season, <laughs> it is coming down to this gorilla <laughs> showdown in Little Tokyo. That was the best love story. Brandon Lee. I mean, uh, definitely not Kate and Leopold. I'll tell you that right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, name name something else that was better than Kate and Leopold. Again, it wins by default. Okay, what about Bahubali? She dances up a storm, and then he sits in a tree, and then she dances up a storm, and they're in a ship that flies. The swan ship. Yeah, so the, the, they make the, sweet, sweet love in the sky. We don't know. No, that. they just use their blue energy and their pink energy, and then they have a baby later. It's not <laughs> sex, okay? You can't show that in a movie. No, the answer, the answer actually is Kate and Lee. <laughs> Matthew, what are you saying? Ooh. Don't you dare say it. I said the the answer actually is Kate and Leopold, but it's not Meg Ryan and and it, Hugh Jackman. It's Liv Schreiber and his dog. <laughs> Oh, that's the best love that story. That was a great. Yeah, he loves that dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, going uh, back to bestiality. Yeah, that's true. Wait, what about yeah. Bahubali? <laughs> this is uh... well. Dave was trying to make that point, but Tom shut him down. <laughs> like really, hard. because the best the best love scenes the one that came to mind is when they're not interacting with each other. Well, right? the answer this is of course Wolf Warrior, the guy and his commanding sergeant, who he takes out on a oh, date God. at the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Actually, where he's on the cobs, it's like, what do you think of the commander? He's like, I'd fuck that broad. I will conquer her. And then it just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gets tased. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty realistic. I actually forgot. I'm glad Wolf Warrior. Warrior came up at least I once. I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Is there a movie? Yeah, I, th I thought you were gonna say like the lead character in Wolf Warrior and the helicopter he was strapped to as he wanted just for a ride. <laughs> oh God. He, Loved yeah. that helicopter. I've, God, they was having such a great time. I've never seen a man happier. <laughs> I, just, I think I would have been the same way, though. We're going to strap you to this helicopter and he's going to float through this guy. Dave, we're going to fly around for 20 minutes. Yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was no longer the character. That was just the actor. Like, yeah. well, fuck, this is great. Yeah. Having fun. This is my dream to fly. Wee. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, Kate and Leopold was the only movie with, like, was the true romance movie uh, that we did this season. But all the other movies did have like hints of relationships. I do think, I don't know, it comes down to the doctor from Congo and the gorilla. Yeah. Do you think the doctor and the gorilla had a better relationship than anyone else? Any movie that we watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold statement. It Adam. is bold. But We're learning many things about you right now. They cared about each other. He, he left the love of his life in that jungle when he sailed away in a hot air balloon. That is... That's profound, Dave. Did you realize he's like 
Gorilla was like mostly his kid, right? Whoa. So not only is it bestiality, it's also incest. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning lots about Adam this episode. Hey man, 97% of the same genome. (laughs) Okay. What about what about our favorite? You know, we're big time gearheads over here. Oh yeah, at Grindhouse Courthouse. Totally love cars, especially love Dylan. I know he's. Cars. I know Dylan is very excited mm-hmm. about the new ground effects regulations for the new F one season. Right? Hell yeah, man! Right? Yeah. What do you think about those new side pods and the Mercedes? Yeah, oh, man. man. It's gonna be Hope just like that. when Indiana Jones's dad rode alongside him. Now I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Yep. Fucking so that's packed. why we should talk about our favorite modes of transportation. We got hot air balloons. We got trains. We've got what else do we? What, Carriages. Yeah, we've, got, we've got boats. We've got, we got the bifrost. We got the bifrost. We got laser beams. We got megazord. Megazords, yeah, and mini zords. Is that what they're called? I don't know. No, they're just zords, and then they combine to a megazord. Oh, of course, of course, clearly, completely yeah. average zords. Yes. So what was your favorite mode of transportation? My personal favorite was the half a bicycle that Alice Cooper has in Prince of Darkness. It's <laughs> <laughs> just sitting in the middle of that alley and he just casually picks it up and then stabs a graduate student with it. And then that's it. Do we ever get to see him ride the bicycle? No. Well, you, you see the guy who gets a pale yeah, ride Yeah, that's the, the thing. It's that cool scene. Hmm. He just kind of floats and flops on top of it. I'm really waiting for that Prince of Darkness sequel. Maybe we'll see him write it then. Eddie. I'm really Eddie torn. Because on the one hand, I'm like, I like the cars from Time Cop where they just like glued some fucking aluminum to them. They're like, it's the future. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that prop design. <laughs> on the other hand. We glued shit to an existing on car. On the other hand, a fucking hot air balloon trend to movie. That's pretty good too. But of course the winner has to be the uh, fucking birds of Ivan Ooze who just fly through space to another planet. <laughs> That's the best mode of transportation. That, flying through space. And I don't mean like propulsion powered flying. I mean flapping wings flying through space yep. to get to a destination. Mm-hmm. And that is by They just hold their breath. Yeah. It's fine. And then when they arrive at the destination, they have a weird John Wayne accent. Where are the Power Rangers at? <laughs> Howdy, Pilgrim. Um, that's actually another good answer for acting that elevated a shitty plot was Ivan Ooze was actually a really good actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that one. Thing. Only redeeming quality of that movie. Yeah. He was giving it his all. Because it wasn't uh wasn't Zordon. <laughs> wasn't Alpha. Rangers. Wasn't Tommy. Rangers, he boomed me. <laughs> that fucking Ivan. <laughs> he boomed me. Oh. Uh, transportation. Best mode of transportation. A helicopter, again, from Wolf Warrior. Not that I want to keep mentioning Wolf Warrior more than once, <laughs> but uh, that looked like a lot of fun to just be strapped into a helicopter and just soar through the skies. I'd do that shit. Oh, we can't overlook flying flying magical ship from Bahubali. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to go with. The love boat. That thing was magical. The love boat. And Megazords seemed like fun, too. The frog ones, though, right? The animal ones at the head of the end, <laughs> not the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. They were too shiny. CGI was too shiny. Uh, plummeting. The, the technology wasn't quite Plummeting there. off the Brooklyn Bridge. That's a form of transportation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting to the end of your rope is like, I'm a, I 
up as a scientist. I'll never invent anything. Time to throw myself off this bridge and accidentally traveling back in time. I did it. That's a cool way I to I invented travel. this. I'm an inventor. You didn't invent shit. You tried to kill yourself. No, I invented it. I'm a time travel guy. Did he actually try to kill himself in the show? This is much, I much mean, like the Henry Fonda scene from Escape from L.A. Was he doing this to die? <laughs> yeah. He, like, there's no way he did the math and was like, this is the only way I can reach 88 miles per hour. <laughs> but I thought it was, he though. He had all death. the drawings. He's like, this is the point. He did that he gambled, right? Yeah. He gambled with his life is what he did. But he didn't go there to die is what I'm saying. He didn't go there to kill himself. Well, would you admit it afterwards? Afterwards, you're like, no, I totally knew I was going to go back to 1870. I knew that. Look at all these complex calculations that I drew What's up this? by myself. What's this note? Don't read that. Leave it. It's not for you. Lee, don't read it. I said, I don't know. It's some fucked up shit in here, Liv. Shut up. Anyway, I think we're related. This is weird. So, uh, what was the best action sequence? And I think we'll probably all just pick shit from Bahubali 2. So, do that if you must. Oh, no, I won't. Oh, you won't? Oh. Yeah, when Dolph Lundgren's wearing a full-blown fucking kimono and has a giant, <laughs> like, a great axe or great sword, and he's fighting Shang Tsung. That's the best scene. Yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. You might be right. And the, the parade at the very end? <laughs> and gets put on the spinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the group of people start cheering for him. Oh, wait, yeah. no. Ninjetti corkscrew kick. Obviously. Oh, oh yeah. Right. That was a good one, too. Technique you can. <laughs> and if anyone says anything from Three Ninjas, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> Hard cut to credits. It isn't amazing how Tum Tum could kick those grown men in the face when he's only three feet tall. Amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up again. The back of the balls punch. That surprising. Never seen in a movie. Which one's, what's that from? That was Three Ninjas. Oh, God. <laughs> We're done here. We're done. <laughs> Back of the balls punch. What? Yeah, Dave missed it. Well, unless he watched the movie. Did you watch the movie, Dave? I watched it with you. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Yeah, we were all there. <laughs> oh, man. This you were checked happens. out pretty hard in that movie. Though, yeah, you yeah. were there and you were watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Way down in Sacramento. <laughs> When we meet at SummerSlam, me and Zulu Nation. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was Hulk Hogan, not uh, not Macho Man. Randy Savage. But we remember Macho Man Randy Savage a little fonder because he doesn't have that sex tape. What about Wolf Warrior? There must have been some pretty good. Okay, let's name them. Uh, when they fight all the wolves. <laughs> the murder wolves. <laughs> oh, man. We should. Yeah, I completely forgot. Those that. were the last wolf pack in China, you fucker. Uh, when they uh, kept sending one guy after another to pick up the guys that keep getting shot by that sniper <laughs> in the same spot without any covering fire or concealment. That was cool. Um, I didn't mind when he was running up to the sniper when he was doing the zigzag patterns. I didn't mind that. I thought that was interesting. Also, the last fight scene where he's taking on uh, evil Ben Affleck. Yeah. His name is Scott Adkins. When, they, when, they're, when they're shooting through the earth. The same spot? No, not that part. That, that part, part where they where they actually go hand to hand. I didn't mind oh. that because like you can actually there's an impact to each kick. Like you can see him. Like oh god, this is this is something new. This is a, a much more that 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 fight scene wasn't too bad. That it's also blurring together with Wolf Warrior Two for me now, which had some fun that, action scenes. That but. fight scene had the red, the Chinese oh, logo or the flag. Sorry, yes, in his eyes. Like 
Remember when he like gets kicked and he falls down and they just like had a guy holding him by the ankles and then like slowly <laughs> lowered him into frame. <laughs> that was a cool effect. I like that one. Yeah. That was my favorite. And uh, just to further prove my point, no one mentioned anything from Van Helsing. <laughs> This movie's so stupid. Oh god, it's just so forgettable. It's that's why I can't pick it as the worst because like Three Ninjas made me actively angry. That one, I'm just like, I watched yeah. that movie. Are you sure? And yeah. it just blends in with like all the other movies right about that time where you're like Underworld and like yeah, like the nine other movies that are exactly like it. So yeah, it's easy to forget the the fight with the fight with um Doctor Jackal, Mister Hyde stood out weirdly the first five minutes of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. the first five minutes yeah. kind of oh because of the cgi was so bad or yeah it aged better than uh fucking power rangers oh, oh, what sure. are you oh, talking yeah. about it's perfect cg no problem <laughs> <laughs> no problem dylan you're not defending yeah, you don't have to oh, defend okay. this anymore this yeah. is not a stockholm yeah. syndrome situation yeah like, did Brandon Lee even fucking fight in time co- or in um, Showdown? Like, I don't remember if he did. He he did, but like his style was no, no. He didn't even have a style. It was just kind of generic punching and kicking. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was pretty forgettable. Yeah. And like, I get that he's not going to have the same screen presence as uh, Bruce Lee, but like, would have hoped for a bit more. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the funniest scene. Ooh. What was the funniest goddamn scene in all of these movies that we watched? And th- there'll be a lot of candidates. So okay. let's throw candidates out there and then we'll kind okay. of like mull it over and then make a decision. So, okay. Uh, Bahu Bali, the first scene where we meet the evil stepfather or uncle or whatever he is, specifically yeah. because of this, yeah. the following line. You were denied the throne, not because of your crippled hand, but because of your crippled a brain. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> just cuts him down so hard. That that was the funniest scene. That's gonna be tough to top that scene. Yeah, and I, so I don't know if it, like the it was the perfect way when we watched it. The way that the closed captioning rolled, it ends with crippled hand, and then your brain immediately says, "They're not gonna say crippled braid, are they? They're not gonna say crippled braid." <laughs> <laughs> and then they do. There's a long enough pause. Yeah. He goes straight for it and just nails it. It's the best. Okay. I'd like to offer mine. When the wolf warrior lands and after hanging from the helicopter, he has the most psychotic kind of like logical play words and like logical process where he goes, I hope you know that if you were actually a part of the wolf wars, you'd be surrounded and we would have killed you. And then his response is, oh yeah, well, if that's true, then I would have landed and you had time to dig in, you would have been traitors. And if you're traitors, therefore your ancestors are damned. And then everyone like, basically, it's like a your mama joke at that point. And they're like, oh, and that, oh, that was the funniest thing. Mine, I think, oh fuck, I just had it. And then I got thinking about Wolf Warrior and I lost it. <laughs> oh, no. That's the problem with this, right? I feel like oh. each, each movie actually had like one of those standalone moments where we had to like stop rewind it a couple times and then play it over and over. Okay, I got I got one. So in Prince of Darkness when uh, Walter is getting pulled through the wall and it's like, oh my god, you know everything is going so wrong for all of our characters. 
And uh, then they just start chucking people out the fucking window. And it works every time. (laughs) The lady crawls through and they're just like bricking her. Victor Wong is like, these bricks will save us. And it works. And then they chuck her out the window too. There's just so much pandemonium happening at that moment. Like there's people flying out the window. There's dumb blonde lady going, father, father. <laughs> There's uh, Doctor Loomis going in nomine patriae. It's like you know he's a humanoid alien. Why are you still praying? God, it was just nuts at that moment. Great movie. My my laugh out loud moment was in Time Cop, where Jean Claude goes back in time to the chip manufacturer, where he's seeing the the evil senator or evil politician, and uh, they use the liquid nitrogen on that one guy's arm, and he like kicks it off, and then as he falls to his death. He says, have a nice day, but it doesn't come across as ice. (laughs) Yeah, you want to take that one again, Jean-Claude? Nope. 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 (laughs) No, I think we got it. I think it's good. You got to get back to my trailer and drink a lot. How about man dick scene in uh, Showdown? Yeah. 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 How about Dolph Lundgren suiting up in Showdown? Oh, how about <laughs> fire extinguisher scene in showdown <laughs> showdown showdown was by far the most incompetently filmed movie out of the bunch <laughs> which is saying a lot because john carpenter filled a movie in three months no i think he like i think he wrote the script and finished filming in three months and it's still by far not even close to as incompetently filmed as showdown is yeah. Mm-hmm. Showdown was a special brand of incompetent because like it wasn't as glaringly shitty as Three Ninjas where it's like everything just felt cheap, felt like TV. Yeah. They they filmed a movie, yeah. question mark. <laughs> but they have lines like you've got the biggest dick you've ever seen on a man as you're like we're going to fucking die. And it's like what what's happening with my emotions? What where's the scene <laughs> yeah, going? Where should I be? <laughs> yeah. I have to still wonder Magic. if that that guy is there something fucky with the film that they that they intended the movie to come out as and whether they like put it into like widescreen or change the aspect ratio so that otherwise i just it it so if you haven't if you weren't if you haven't listened to our episode or you haven't seen the movie there's this scene in showdown where dolph lundgren is chasing a couple bad guys and there's this dude just sitting like in the corner and he's supposed to be like basically next to a pipe that gets shot and he sprays this fire extinguisher but you can see the guy you can see the fire extinguisher you can see the whole scene unfold and we were just kind of at a loss for words as to like what the fuck is this doing in the movie so i'm still not sure I've heard of this where they film in one for one aspect ratio, like a smaller aspect ratio. So what would show up on the screen is not what you see now in like a a modern DVD. I hope to God that's the issue there because otherwise I can't imagine how that made it. I'm not willing. We, we might be giving this movie way too much credit to cut this movie. Yeah. (laughs) They fucked up. Yeah. Wasn't there another part of the movie that was like that where we saw someone? Oh, I think you're thinking of uh, Highlander when that dude just chucks a styrofoam boulder. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts he just starts pushing shit and then he's like, oh, just 
squeeze in there, but you can still see him because he's wearing like a t-shirt. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see any guy chucking styrofoam stones out. Not also because I don't think it even physically makes sense because like doesn't one of them hit the wall with his sword and then the rocks fly inward? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that strong. So strong. He's that oh strong. God. He's got the quickening or whatever. Oh. Oh, the quickening. Oh. Quickening. I've got the thickening, if you know what I mean. What about this? This is a one standalone funny line, throwaway funny line from Howard the Duck when Tim Robbins just randomly screams, no sex now. I'm working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot to mention that. They're about that, to run so. off to the nuclear power plant or something. It didn't make any sense yep. at the time. It makes less sense now. But in out of context is probably the best part of that movie. <laughs> If we're being honest, yeah, I th- easily. I think that was the only time easily. we laughed. And Satan sluts, Satan sluts yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> um, do we have any top other topics for season two that we want to cover? So, gone through best, worst, uh, transportation, action, comedy moments. Is there anything that else stood out for you this season uh, that you enjoyed from the movies that we watched or hated? Uh, best jump scare or best scare in general. Best scare in general, hands down, beans on ghost ships. You're eating some beans. They look real good, but then they're maggots. Whoa. Yeah, that's probably it, right? Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of horror. <laughs> I think that's it. It's between Ghost Ship and Prince of Darkness for our horror elements. And Triangle. Triangle is a little bit of a suspenseful. Yeah. True. Triangle on the whole was spooky because it's like maybe you're stuck in a time loop and you don't know until you hit 65 and then you go back to like 13. And oh you're like, my oh God. my God, I got to do it again. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What about, what about Prince of Darkness when she opens her mouth and then somebody off camera has a super soaker that goes <laughs> <laughs> That somebody is John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now open your mouth and I got a super soaker 50 here. Spritz. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a little spritz. John, did you have to pump it up so much when you sprayed it in my face? The answer is yes. Yes, I had to really pump that one up. It was like 20 pumps. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> think the devil, think the devil would spray you lightly? Think a devil would spray you lightly? <laughs> <laughs> no, John, you're right. Okay, okay, just not in the eyes. No, you're getting it in the eyes. <laughs> take, take 30. Hey, Alice, what do you think of this riff? This <laughs> I think that's... I think that's pretty good, John, but can we go home? No, not yet. <laughs> See, that's For why those, those are the best movies, because you're just constantly <laughs> trying to psychoanalyze John Carpenter. <laughs> there's, there's a bit, uh, we watched the behind the scenes where he's talking about uh, some of the shots and whatever else. There's a bit where um, our, hero, our, our hero lady... Who has like no character presence, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, she jumps through the mirror dimension and they did that by having her jump into a pool of water. And then to show that Cristo Domino, father detective, breaks the mirror and sacrifices her life to keep the devil at bay, uh, they turn the lights off. And he was like, yeah, she was really worried because the lights were off. She had a lot of trouble with that. And he's smiling and like laughing about it. And it's like, John, that's not okay. You can't, you can't say that stuff. She was terrified. I was like, well. I just, we needed the shot. What, what, what was I supposed yeah. to do? Not film it. <laughs> it. It was my vision. She's my plaything. All right. Does someone want to do a fancy little wrap up for the season two ender? Well, that about wraps it up for season two and our wrap up of season two. We did it, everybody. Yay! Yay! We made it! Yay! 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 <laughs> 
Thanks for sticking with us. Help for all these. I want to stop. Shitty movies. Help. We. Me. I'd like to stop too. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Like a lot of money went into this production. We've got boats. What? What fucking fever dream is this? Dylan, time paradox, kill me. Adam, your incompetence is driving me insane. What was your point? Oh, what was I talking about? Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Adam. What is happening? What is happening? Oh my God. Are you saying the cool that shouldn't have been in the movie, Adam? Go fuck yourself, Adam. Who gives a shit about some motherfucking birds? Is this building to anything? Oh yeah, you were there and you were watching. Yeah! Yes! Oh yeah, brother. Way down in Sacramento. All right, now open your mouth and I got a super soaker 50 here and sprint. Time travels by jumping off a bridge. <laughs> Look, all of these things are ridiculous. And I know everyone's gonna shout at me for this, but again, casual crystal meth. You're a piece of shit. All right, we're going to Tom. Tom, uh... My wife, she killed herself. Bummer. Bummer. Matthew, what are you saying? Don't you dare say it. No sex now. I'm working. Matt, you're supposed to kill the other four, and all you've been doing is making out with your body double this whole time. I need to explore this. Yeah, they make sweet, sweet love in the sky. It sounds smart. Didn't make any sense at the time. It makes less sense now. You're eating some beans. They look real good, but then they're maggots. Whoa. Rangers. Rangers, he boomed me. That fucking Ivan.